This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today, oh my God, I've not, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm gonna do it again, but like, you know what you said? You have tattoos everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I guess you saw me like behind. Like, yeah, you had your dress time. on yeah. and, and the thing. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it again. <laughs> no, don't cut it, don't cut it, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine, okay. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today after she talks from, is it Three Swords Tattoo or Three Sword Tattoo? Three of Swords Tattoo Three Parlor. Three of Swords. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll do it again. Three of Swords. Mm. Tattoo Parlor. Sweet, sweet, sweet. No, I'll lean back. There? Yep, you're good. Sweet. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people that do amazing things. And today I have Tasha Tonks of Three of Swords Tattoo Parlor in Halifax. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are okay, you? Okay, let's start with our name first. And thanks for the t-shirt, by the way. You know, repping. Um, How, like, what's your first talk? Now, let's start with the shop. What's the name? How did you choose that name? Three of Swords is actually a tarot card. Oh, um, it's wait, those cards arcana. with like the skeletons and the stuff, right? There's some skeletons, yeah. There's like a lot of other things too. But mm. Three of Swords is just like a card that I find is like a very powerful image. Just kind of like says strength to me, you know. It's something I've had tattooed yeah. on me for a really long time. So when like finding a name, like I was like debating a few things and that just kept coming back to me, you know. And just really, you know when you just feel something and it feels mm, right? Yeah, That yeah, was yeah. it, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. And um, what does a cut mean? Like they all have meanings, right? Yeah, they all have meanings and they can mean different things um, with how they come up in placement, in like your reading or like how the card comes up like forward or reversed. Oh, okay. So the Three of Swords isn't like necessarily the best card. It's a card that means that you're passing through a period of like like trouble and grief and like pain. It's a lot of rain in the card. It looks very kind of ominous when you look at it. But when the card comes up in a reading and it's reversed, it means that you have passed through that period, which oh. really for me like I feel like that like really resonates deep with me. Okay. <laughs> so then let's rewind now. Uh like when did you have your very first tattoo? Got my first tattoo when I was 17 years old. I was still in high school. What my was dad it? took me. It was a big flower on my back. Like how big? Like uh, like big for like a first tattoo. Like it was like, you know, okay. like that. And then later I like added all these vines off it and stuff. And now it's like, wow, I really wish I didn't get that. And I wish I didn't make it bigger. Why not? It's just not the greatest quality. I didn't really know what to look for in a tattoo artist. Now we have Instagram, you know, like this was like... What, like 13, 14 years ago that I was getting my first tattoo. Mm. And I like if I had Instagram at that time, I would have just like known what I liked better and who to go find. But I just like picked the only shop that would tattoo me underage <laughs> and like went in and was like, please, please, you know, my dad's going to sign. And yeah. So. So um, like, did you know you wanted a flower or it was until you got to the shop 
that you decided you'll get that tattoo. Oh, I, like, definitely wanted this flower. And you know how they're like, oh, it's your first tattoo. You have to, like, think about it really hard. I, like, had this picture next to my bed for, like, a year. Knew I oh, wanted wow. it, right? Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I should have just picked something off the wall. <laughs> it would have been way cooler. <laughs> so, so you get this tattoo. Like, was it painful? Um, I mean, all tattoos are Kind of See, thank you for saying yeah. that. You know, I hate when people are like, yeah, it's not really painful. Yeah. But like, it's a painless stabbing your it's skin. Like, so it's like a cat scratch on top of a sunburn. <laughs> but it's like repetitive and doesn't stop. And like the like longer it goes on, the more annoying it is. Like I have a good, like I can sit for five hours of tattooing and then like I'm done. I'm so crying. Like, if, what would be... What would be possible to achieve in five hours? Of- um, it depends on the artist and how quickly they work and, like, the area of the skin, like, how much it stretches. Um, but, like, the longest I sat was, like, my stomach. And that was, like, in a convention setting, too. So, like, there's people walking around and, like, when you start crying, like, people are going to see it. You cry. I cried. <laughs> yeah. At the very end. I made it to, like, you know. Okay. Um, what was it, though? What was it, like, a shape of what? Uh, it's like a dagger with a snake around it. It's oh, like okay. pretty cool and badass. A guy um, named uh, Kevin Davidson from Wartooth Tattoo in Toronto did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And where was the convention? It was uh, actually here in Halifax. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so you get this tattoo at 17 and like were you drawing then? Just, you know, drawing stuff? Yeah. I actually drew that tattoo for myself. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It was just like a lily flower and like... The reference came from Google, and I'm pretty sure even still, if you Google, like, lily flower, it's one of the first ones that comes <laughs> up. So I don't know. Like, a lot of people must have this tattoo. Yeah. So. So, so um, you you get a tattoo, you draw. When it transforms to, hey, I could be doing this. Um, I think it started when I, I was working for a place called Rock Candy Boutique, um, and it was a store that was, like, downtown Halifax for a really long time. We uh, were going to sell our T-shirts and stuff at the Maritime Tattoo Convention. And the Maritime Tattoo Convention was very, like, new at the time. And we went, and I was getting tattooed at this point. I didn't have a lot. And it kind of, like, introduced me to the convention and travel scene of tattooing. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I really want to be a part of this, you know? And... That just kind of, like, got my mind, like, turning of, like, maybe I could do this. But it wasn't a long time before, like, I actually started tattooing. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you... was the process? So you decide, okay, I'm going to tattoo, then what? Um, usually the process is that you find somebody to apprentice you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that person will take you on. Um, usually it's somebody who you get tattooed by or like, like shows interest in like your art and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had um, a really hard time finding a proper apprenticeship. Why? Um, I was like dating someone at the time that I really wanted them to teach me and I thought it was going to happen that way and we ended up breaking up and when we did I had kind of like turned down some other like prospects along the way like hoping that I would have the like apprenticeship Damn with it, him. <laughs> so at that point I was just kind of like you know what I'm I'm just gonna do this and I went ahead and I just like taught myself how to tattoo I did have a lot of help along the way from other artists mm. 
But in the end, I was in a room by myself figuring it out. Wait, so, so like, would you do it on yourself or you get friends? Uh, I did a couple tattoos on myself, but I pretty much just jumped into tattooing my friends right away. They were very trusting. And like, here you go, you know? So <laughs> that's really great. Um, they were really awesome. And, and a lot of my really close friends have my first work. And we can look at it and be like, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Should cover that up, but... <laughs> but like, I mean, so, so um, how I guess, how long did you get to a point where you felt you could get, um, you, you should have people paying for what you were doing? Um. People were offering to pay me, like, right away, like, tipping me for the most part, um, just because they know that, like, supplies are expensive and stuff, and I was spending my money to, like, do this. So it was when people who, like, weren't my friends started reaching out because they saw my work on Friends or Mm. on Instagram. They saw my drawings and stuff because I was painting and drawing for a long time before I started tattooing. Um, When those people started reaching out, I just started charging and... Yeah, it was very small fees at first. Like, I was charging, like, $60 for a tattoo that maybe took me, like, three hours to do. Mm. But, yeah, my rates have gone up since then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, let's let's talk about the arts a bit. Where, what age did you start painting and drawing, and why? Um, my ex-partner taught me how to paint. Um, gosh, I can feel like I was like 22 when I started painting like traditional tattoo flash hmm. um, and that's done usually with like like a process called spit shading where you use a lot of your own saliva in the watering down of the ink yeah I know it sounds gross um, <laughs> we put our heart and souls into these paintings yeah yeah literally yeah yeah so I started doing that and like I would do it in waves I would like have like periods of like painting a lot and then I would be discouraged a little bit by my own artwork and like kind of stop for a bit and then pick it back up and Mm. yeah I was painting like a lot for like the year and a half before I started tattooing like really focused it and thought that I was like you know getting really good and I look back now and I'm just like wow those are bad (laughs) (laughs) I guess you get better the more you do it right Yeah, yeah so so um like were you doing like at home or, or like when you when you started with your friends was mm-hmm. it like at the houses tattooing yeah yeah so I never really wanted to tattoo out of my home I didn't want that reputation to kind of follow me as like a home tattooer um what is it's kind of looked down upon to do it out of your house it's not looked at the most like clean place to be tattooing so because I didn't want to do that I even found... if you have like a section just for yeah that? yeah okay. it's just like it's just a thing you don't really want to carry or I didn't anyways like Mm. that might be okay for somebody else it was not what I wanted to do so I rented basically a storage closet (laughs) it was big enough for you to set up a massage table and but I would have to ask somebody to leave the room to turn it around oh no so it was like this really small space and I had all my supplies there and my sink and you know I had already done like um bloodborne passive words Bloodborne pathogens tyranny. Um, what was that? Just like cross contamination and stuff oh, like that. Oh, so I'm not going to give oh, anybody any kind stuff. of like disease. Yeah. yeah. So I had already done that because I had worked as a piercer. Um, so I had a basic uh, understanding of how I wanted that to operate. Um, mm. And I had worked in tattoo shops as well. So um, what did you do in the tattoo shop? I managed a tattoo shop and I pierced as well. So what would that like bookings and stuff? Is that is that what you'd be doing? Yeah. When I was working there, I was doing booking a lot of cleaning. 
stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, just getting the artists whatever they need. So, All right. Yeah. Okay. So then you get this storage space. How long were you in there for? Uh, I was in there, I think, for like a year until I moved to a slightly bigger room in the same building. Mm. Um, and then my partner, Alex, joined me. Um, Alex Duquette Tattoos. Um, he has a really cool company called Take the Grave as well. Oh! oh. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he joined me and we had like a little space together. But it was like still pretty small and it was really hot in there. The air conditioning for the building like didn't reach so we would come into tattoo in the summer and it's like 30 degrees so we ended up just like usually like leaving for the whole summer and traveling in our van uh... and avoiding the shop yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um and halloween this new smaller super hot place um it must have been like another year that we had that lease i feel like mm. yeah and then i briefly went to port city and then I jumped over to Darling Tattoos before I opened my shop, Three of Swords. So uh, how long in each of these places? I think I was at Port City for like six months and Darling for about a year and a half. How do you... Does that make sense? Like four years of tattooing? Yeah, or... yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one, one, half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you set up your place. So um, like, how do you decide when to join a place and when to leave? Um... I had, like, basically, like, when my lease ran out of that really hot building, I just needed a place to go. So, um, really, I just, like, reached out to different friends I wanted to work with and then, like, did everything by that. But the goal was to find, when when I quit that lease of my place, I did want my own place again. And it was just kind of, like, put on hiatus of, like, finding the right space. Just because there's nothing for rent in Halifax that I could afford at the time or that, like, I really fell in love with. I really wanted like the area to be like central by north street i've lived in that area for like ever so yeah Mm. it had to like be the right one okay so so then um you reached out to your friends and what would like would they have space or how Mm -hmm. how would that work yeah usually like with tattoo shops like there's like if there's a spare booth available like enough room for you to set up a bed and like have all the supplies and stuff in your cabinet Mm. you don't need a lot of space to tattoo um but if there's room, usually oh, okay. you can come. So six months then, and then like, <clears throat> how many tattoos would you would you do in like a day, or is it like a week? Um, it really depends on like the size of the tattoo. Like sometimes if I'm doing like a really hard placement, I'll just book like the one. Um, I like to do two tattoos a day that are like a couple hours long each. So like uh... something like hand size, and then another like hand size piece. Um, and then squeeze in maybe some small ones in between. But, like, my ideal day is, like, from 12 to 6. And I do two tattoos back to back and then go hang out with my dogs. <laughs> How many dogs do you have? I have two. What are names? Uh, Tiki and Ghost. Oh, and Ghost little... is Ghost, like, super white? No, he's black. Oh. He's, like, uh, he, they're both long-haired chihuahuas. Oh, those small, tiny. Yeah, really yappy. <laughs> are they? <laughs> yeah, those ones. Yeah. Okay, so, um... In so your port city is fixed six months, and then you just like was it, um, like you wanted to move to Darling for a particular reason, or yeah, I just I had like told the owner there that I was gonna do six months to kind of oh, figure okay. out what I was gonna do and then like make a decision, and that time had come, and Darling had just opened, and I wanted to try that out. So we tried that out. But, like, both shops were really great because 
both of them allowed me the opportunity to come and pay like a rent to the shop but also have my freedom to like go and travel and do guest spots which was like my main focus for the first few years before like I've now opened my shop I feel like that means that I have to settle down a little bit, <laughs> so but I don't it. really want to. But like with COVID, I guess, you know, we're going to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. talk about a guest spots thing. How does that work? So you own a, say, say you own a shop, then mm-hmm. what happens? So uh, you can contact other artists that uh, could come through and work at your shop when you're like, a tattooer you just really need your like machines and your power supply and like your favorite you know needle groupings to like take with you to set up at somebody else's shop everything else is like medical supplies that a shop would have um and just come down contact some people and book appointments so it's really easy to go anywhere you want with tattooing you know um you can see the world and do it but it also means that every vacation turns into a work trip so (laughs) there's that (laughs) so um i guess what was the very first place you went to to like be a guest artist oh actually it was um ottawa and Mm. it was blue blood tattoos i really love everyone over there they're super awesome Mm. um how long were you there for I think I did like a couple days guest spot, my first one. Um, it was like so terrifying because the first time that you go and I just felt like, oh my gosh, it's so nice that they're going to like allow me to tattoo at their shop and you know, they're all so good. And I was just like so overwhelmed and so grateful. And yeah, every and then- time I go somewhere, I'm like, oh my God, thank <laughs> you guys. Thanks for hanging out. So, so um, how long, I guess, how long ago was that like, what? two years ago that was like very early on in my career like I think I was tattooing for like six months what yeah I know I felt like I really like was faking it till I made it (laughs) and I just felt like if I just like keep pretending I'm supposed to be here like hopefully nobody kicks me out yeah (laughs) so and what are some other places you've been to um so I've tattooed and traveled like across Canada pretty much um my partner and I used to have an old van that we lived in in the summer and we would just drive it cross country and like do guest spots along the way. Mm. Um, I've tattooed in New York. Um, I really love it there. Um, I hope I can go back again soon. Um, yeah, just anywhere really that like invites me to tattoo, I would like to go tattoo. What is it like being with someone that also does the same thing you do? It's awesome, but it's also frustrating. Right? Yeah. So we talk about tattoos like all the time. And I can't imagine not being able to talk about tattoos all the time. But then we're never not talking about work. (laughs) It's a lot better now that we don't work together. Because before, like working together, living together, and then tattoos, tattoos, tattoos. Mm. um, We would like just hear every conversation the other person had all day. And like... Yeah, it kind of drove us crazy. Um, so <laughs> it's nice to work separately, and then we all have our like work friends and everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, how long have you been together now? Uh, it's like almost been since like the beginning of my tattoo career. Oh so wow! I think I thought that we were together three years, and he corrected me the other day that it's almost <laughs> four. <laughs> um, but when yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen the movie Mr. And Mrs. Smith is like old, but it's like we brought Pitt and, mm-hmm. and Angelina. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know when they're having the session with their therapist, right? One always corrected that I, I think the other one will say I've been we've been together like five years, and the other one will say six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, so 
He he like owns his own shop or he's like He works actually at Lyle Street Tattoo. Um it's also Slinger Cycles. It's over in Dartmouth. Really cool shop. There's a bunch of really rad people that work there. Um Cassie Crimson, um Beast Loaf six six six, who is Rochelle Gammon, Lizard Queen Tattoo, who's Elizabeth. Um what is a big shop. It's a big shop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um also JJ who is New Ground Inc. I don't want to leave anybody out here. Um, I'm going to feel really bad if I forgot somebody, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're really awesome. And I love those guys. Who has more tattoos? Out of me or my partner? Mm. I don't know. Have you tattooed him and yeah. vice versa? Yeah. We were supposed to tattoo him again the other day, but he kind of was like, I don't want to. And I was like, yeah, cool. I don't either. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess what's the process for that? Like, does he pick some art to meet or is the other way around or... Uh, I feel like when we tattoo each other, it's like, hey, babe, can you fix this piece up? Like, you know, he just, he redid my elbow because it was very faded. It was like the first tattoo on my arm. So, you know, he gets all those jobs for me. Uh, someone, I talked with someone, I might have forgotten, so correct me. But like, apparently, where does like bone hurts the most? Um, Bone isn't fun. So like, you're like touching here. Like when I had my throat tattooed, the part that, like, came down onto mm. that, like, chest plate was definitely the worst. Also, like, the stretching involved in that. You have to, like, hang your head off the tables. The skin's all So, like, out. does, like, would the needle not touch something in there? Like, you're, like, I don't know. You're... No, we don't go that deep. Oh, so, we're only okay. going, like, very small, just into your dermis there. So, uh... yeah. <laughs> um, how many... I guess, like, when you walk on a tattoo, how many do you just use one needle throughout for that tattoo, or do you have to change needles? Or? So, like, for me personally, um, I have a certain amount of, like, certain needle groupings that I like to use, and needle groupings would be, like, configurations. So, like, um, I like to line with a lot of, like, nines. So nines are just, like, nine needles grouped together to, like, a point. And then a shader, like a nine shader, would be... Um, because we're filling in space now and it's bigger, the needles are like stacked. So it would be like five and four. But it's, it, that's like not even that big. Like the big needles don't really hurt. It's the small ones. It's the small ones that hurt. Like the machines that they use, are they noisy? Do they make any uh, noise? Minor. I like noisy machines. So, like, what makes the noise is it the needles moving or like the machine the motor inside it's the usually thing? like the contact points of the machine like slapping back and forth oh, so okay. like um <laughs> machines that there's different kinds of machines like a coil machine makes a lot more noise um and a rotary machine is usually run on it's run on a motor mm. so that can be a lot quieter however they do make ones that have motors that are a bit louder like a I use one that's a little bit louder. So what, I guess, is the difference between the, the types of uh, machines? Like, is one better than the other, I guess, is what I'm asking. No, it's just whatever your tool is and whatever you've mastered and what is your preference. Um, with tattooing, I find there's a lot of people that want to say, this is the right way to do it and these are the right machines to use and the right groupings, but it's really all relative to what you do as a tattooer and how you put something on skin. Um, so it's really important as like a new tattooer to like try everything, you know, every little bit of information that you get from somebody like store that and try it out, you know. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you decide the people you let tattoo you? Um, just like people. I mean, other than your partner. 
Um, people whose work I really admire and that I mm-hmm. want to learn from and stuff like that. Like uh, before I started tattooing and I knew I wanted to, I would like a lot of my legs are done by people who like I really wanted to be able to sit there and be like, oh, that's how they're doing that. OK, like I remember watching like the dots being done in this and like thinking like, oh, he's like slowing down his machine and like whipping it out. And I still like think about that when I do dots, like filling in like this, you know. So. Okay. So, like, even though you're getting tattooed, you're still learning in the process. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, but you can't learn while your neck is being done. You can't. No, <laughs> you just close your eyes and you hope it's over quickly. How long did it take? That one took too long. When that you... was, like, two and a half to three hours. But, like, when you take a spot like this or, like, on the ribs and stuff, um, you have to be stretching the skin to tattoo it. So, when you stretch out, that image becomes, like, twice as big. So, yeah, it might look like a small tattoo right now. When you stretch out, it doubles oh. in size. So, hmm. So, so like, what? Well, I I come to your shop. I see one of the images. I'm like, oh, I like that one. What happens from there? That's like my favorite. Um. So when people come in and just pick something off the wall, um, usually that's something that um we've bought as like flash for sale or I've designed myself and put it up in our studio. So it's so stuff what's that flash? I flash is designs that are like pre done and painted. They're designed to be tattooed as many times as requested. Um, classically when you would walk into a tattoo shop before custom tattoos were a thing because that came along a little bit later so like back in the day you would walk in and you would pick your design off the wall with the price and everything and that's what you would get Mm. um i really like operating that way Um, i find it's really fun um i like those kinds of tattoos too they're very like bold and simple like you can see that tattoo from across the street and know what it is Mm. so i mean because that's another thing so then i pick it up what happens do we like have a discussion is it's what happens okay so you picked your design mm-hmm. and i say israel where we put in it tell me your ideas i just like inform you of like the best choice for that maybe we're going to put the stencil a couple different places to help you decide um once we pick it we stick it and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it really it's pretty simple so um like if it's something on the shoulder you do it sit it or you lie down? Um, it really depends how my back's feeling that day. <laughs> um, but I like to lay people down for their tattoos. They seem more at ease when they're laying down. They're less likely to feel like dizzy and lightheaded. That's a little bit of a concern if they're sitting up, that they might fall out of a chair or something. I've seen that happen. Mm. Um, it's not super common that people pass out but it does happen and it's usually just their own anxieties like they're really like worked up and everything and once we start there's like a pressure drop in their body because they're like oh this is it but then they're oh you know (laughs) but so you're already lying down yeah oh man gosh um I mean, so how do you handle it? Do you stop and wait for them to wake up? Or? Oh, of course, yes. We don't keep going. Um, we, we would stop. I like to get everyone, like, a cold compress for the back of their neck, get them some sugar, like, you know, just talk to them. And you can tell when somebody, like, passes out and stuff. Um, their lips kind of lose color and everything. And oh, they get wow. very clammy and sweaty. You can kind of see it happening. With masks now, it, it is harder, so... When I've had somebody uh, pass out during COVID, I've had to, like, get them to lay down and, like, remove their mask so I could watch, like, the color of their lips come back to be sure. Um, But that's the only time we would have them do that now. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I guess this is a good time to come to COVID. Like, you guys have been pretty much prepared for COVID. Like, you guys yeah. being tattoo artists, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, because you're always masked up and you have gloves and, yeah. you know, you clean every damn yeah, thing. Yeah, you just walk in the tattoo shop and it smells like chemicals, you know? <laughs> it smells like, or it should. If you walk into a shop and it doesn't smell like clean, then be worried. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, like, really ready. Um, so... The only difference is that we're only allowing, like, one person in at a time just to limit, like, how many people we have to contact trace. Um, And then we're wearing masks all the time. But, like, masks for some tattooers were happening anyways. Mm. Um, Like, I know some tattooers wore them all the time when they tattooed. I personally wore them if, like, I was tattooing an area, like, maybe, like, a chest and I'm going to be breathing my mouth air into your mouth air. And that's not great. I drink a lot of coffee, so <laughs> you don't want that. Um, and, yeah, so. Wait, is there a lot of coffee? How many cups would you say is average for you in a day? Like, three, usually, before I leave the house. And oh! then I have one at work. But now, like, maybe before that was more, but since it's hard to like stop and have a drink with a mask on i'm drinking less coffee (laughs) but yeah coffee's my jam okay so um you work at port cities you work at darling tattoos at what point do you did you know like when you are darling and port cities you were still traveling right Mm -hmm, and stuff i like were you still doing the driving in the summer with your partner yeah okay yeah and i guess at what point do you say okay fine i want to start like i want my space again um, it was just, I don't know what really, like, made me decide now. Like, it, it was something I was thinking about for a long time, and I would be into the idea, and then I would let it kind of fizzle again, because um, I was having a lot of fun at that time as well. Mm. Um, but it just kind of fell into place when I looked at a location that happened to be, like, really close to my house. I have like a three minute walk to work. It's like an awesome commute. Um, And I met the woman who owns the building. Um, She was really lovely. She owns a production company and the Elliott and Vine restaurant that I'm right next to. Um, Her name's Johanna. And she just felt like, you know, I want to be in business with this person. And even though the place I looked at wasn't the most like lovely it needed a lot of work. We did a lot of work in there, um, but everything about her felt right. So mm. just went ahead and did it, even though it was a little bit scary and I wasn't probably as ready as I should have been. But then I had three months of close downs to get really ready. So, <laughs> You know, one thing that I picked up in like just talking to you is that almost everything you kind of have to go with the vibe you feel like. Is that? Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's a pretty big feel in my life <laughs> like if I if I meet somebody and like I don't feel like comfortable or like trustworthy mm. um, around them I just kind of don't don't go with them mm. you know like I just follow my heart as much as possible I, it's proven to me that like you know I should listen so many times that like I try to now right because <laughs> you don't listen on something bad happens or like yeah. a, just a negative experience yeah well like with COVID and everything like so my shop was supposed to open on uh April 1st and I kept saying to my partner like gosh I like just like can't sleep at night I really feel like something's like gonna happen and I'm not gonna get my permit or something and he's like 
babe, why wouldn't you get your permit? Like, everything's right. We know it's right. Like, what could go wrong? And I was like, like, literally nothing. But like, I just have this feeling we're not going to open in time. And then, (laughs) yeah, we were like delayed until June 20th with all the covid closures so you know like just should have trusted my gut but how would i know that that's gonna be a thing yeah yeah and now the store um the shop is open how was that for you like you know first day in describe our feeling the first day in was a little scary because I didn't know where anything was and I hadn't <laughs> tattooed in so long. So my good oh, friend yeah, came in. Yeah. So, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. It was a while. And I thought like, you know, uh, it should be like riding a bike because I had done some time on like trips, you know, that I hadn't tattooed for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a lot longer than that. So, uh, yeah, it took me a couple like little tattoos before I was really like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's coming back. I know what I'm doing. But it was all like on my friend and she was very supportive and very nice. And, like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna nice be nice okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and then I mean, so now things are uh <clears throat> picking up at a shop. Oh my gosh, we're so busy. Uh since like we've rebooked all the appointments that had to be delayed because of COVID. Mm. Um, we're like booking into almost November now, I think. <gasps> Yeah, it's scary to have so much in your schedule um, because I am so used to having a loose schedule where I travel and stuff. And mm. like now, like looking at all these appointments gives me so much anxiety. But I guess I'm not going anywhere. We're all staying here. So <laughs> um, that's fine. And it's but, really, I mean, really great to yeah, see. Yeah, on the other hand, I think in the world, we are one of the safest places. We to are, be yeah. Right I'm now. very happy to be here right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, one thing, you know, I, I I think I don't know, a couple of weeks ago there was a post I like I think we live in a world now where like every news is always on mm-hmm. on the phone Instagram and stuff so this article goes on about like a tattoo artist that was like facing um, criminal criminal charges I guess yeah. um, and then I saw your post mm-hmm. and I was like oh wow. It's like, you know, because in my mind, I mean, when people tattoo, it's like, especially like in super intimate parts of their body, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, you know, you kind of have to develop a tr- level of trust to the person or either you're doing with someone like you're close to or someone of the same gender stuff. How, before we even get to that, like, how, when someone meets you, say they want to put a tattoo at a private place of a body, like say on their breast or you know like Mm -hmm. really close to their pubic region what is the process for that um so i would have a consultation i'm just going to talk about how i would do yeah yeah yeah. um so i would have a consultation with somebody um make sure it's something you know that they're they want and they're going to be comfortable doing when they come in for that piece I try to, like, block off the area that we're using in the shop. Like, my shop is open concept, but I have, like, privacy dividers and screens so that we can, you know, have our area that's not going to be intruded on or somebody's going to, like, pop in the window and see you. Mm. Um, When I'm doing that and I'm, like, placing stencils and doing my work, there's a lot of, like, like, touching the body in ways that's not just where you're tattooing because you have to stretch the skin to tattoo and stuff like that. So I always like to make my clients aware of where I'll be touching them and, like, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Um, When you're touching a client, you have to have their consent to do so. 
So like when I'm placing designs and stuff on them, I like to just kind of like before we go into it, kind of hold it next to their body and ask them where they're thinking and that before I like touch them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, tattooing is like a very intimate experience and we're trusting each other a lot. So I'm trusting my client to not move and take my body into consideration as well because if they're jumping around I could have like a needle prick and that would be really bad like I don't want that to happen Mm -hmm. so I'm trusting them they're trusting me to mark them for life that's huge so I feel like we're having like an intimate experience in a sense that we're exchanging energy and trust Mm -hmm. so it's really unfortunate that people are taking advantage of that situation um so I'm, I'm guessing like um i mean that's your approach but like is i don't know if there's like a tattoo school or whatever but um is there like a i guess like set of rules or requirements when it comes to something like that like is there a body that kind of regulate not regulates but helps with making such decisions when it comes true or is it like it once a client comes and they want to tattoo an intimate part of their body it's kind of like the consent is implied already um it is but like you have to keep checking it mm. right yeah um there's nobody like really regulating that we do have like a health board and stuff but nobody's coming in like hr to check to make sure everyone's being appropriate with their clients and everything. It's very self-regulated in the tattoo community. And there's like a movement happening all over the place, like not just Canada, where people are calling out people in the industry. Um, Clients are calling out tattooers that have like mistreated them, like whether it be like just bullying, harassment or sexual assault. Mm. Um, People are coming forward now and they're less afraid to do so with like accounts like Survivor's Voices and stuff like that. And this case that we're talking about in Halifax, somebody was actually charged here. One thing that just always comes to mind is when you're putting a tattoo in like a super private part of your body, you're trusting the tattoo artist to do that. But like as a client, like I guess at what point is it just how I feel individually? Like, okay, maybe you shouldn't be touching me that way, but like, I wouldn't know, like, because, you know, you're talking about stretching and stuff. Like, yeah. how would I, as a client, know when, okay, maybe this person shouldn't do that? Um, maybe when they're asking you to remove clothing that isn't necessarily going to be in the way of the area that they're tattooing. That would be a red flag. Um, say you're getting a thigh tattoo here, but these, this person's maybe touching you, like, up here or, like anywheres that's not really near your tattoo these would be all warning signs things maybe your tattooer is saying to you that seem a little bit like crossing the line we're in a professional relationship there should be professional conversation happening Mm. you know um your tattooer shouldn't be contacting you after asking you to go out on dates or using what the fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm I sorry. Mean, like, like how does can, maybe, maybe yeah, you but like, can fall in love with somebody, but yeah, you but like, shouldn't have them sending you inappropriate messages yeah, late at night or it's kinda, whatever. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. But now, okay, so the reverse, like being a female tattoo mm-hmm. artist, right? Do you ever get the male client being inappropriate? Um I've had male and female clients be inappropriate. Um, but yeah, I've received like some photos um from people who I did not want to see. And in in those instances, 
I just don't work with those clients, you know. Makes yeah. it super easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They made the decision for me. So, yeah. So, I've never had a tattoo before, but then I have friends that have. And, like, I think for me, it's just a pain thing. But also, too, I'm super indecisive. So, I'm like, I know I'm going to put something on my skin. I'm like, the fuck did I put there? You know, like, I think the, the one, like, putting someone's name or something. But, like, also, when it comes to tattoos, like, skin tones are different. Like, mm-hmm. is it, are there processes or, like, what's the process for a tattoo artist when someone brown or black comes to the shop and they want a tattoo? Well, um, I've heard people say and other artists say before that, like, you know, color can't be done on dark skin, which is completely untrue. Um, when you think about tattoos and, like, our skin tones, so we're putting color underneath the skin and then our skin's growing over that and our skin tones become kind of like a filter as to what that color is like going to look like through so they're going to look different on all of us your tattoo artist should be able to choose those colors and know what they're going to look like healed in the skin ah. to work with your skin tone and have the complementary colors like when we're looking at a color wheel and across the wheel like we want something to pop with another color so we're going to use like a contrasting color to bring the other color out forward mm. you know yeah, and we can use, like, our light tones and our dark tones to help create more of a dynamic image as well in your skin. Oh, man, it's like a science It's like a science experiment. But, like, I've been to your shop, and it really looks good. Um, Thank you. So do you, like, what was the plan for decorating and stuff? Like, did you draw it out or? Um, I brought a lot of stuff from my home. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a hoarder, but I have, like, a lot of things that I've been collecting over time. And I just, like, love, like, antiques and, like, kind of Victorian imagery. And uh, I went with, like, a very nice, like, dark green on my walls. Mm. I really wanted a color that uh, is, like, calming. I like aromatherapy as well. So when you walk in the shop, like, yeah, than, like the, the, the chemical thing, yeah, smell yeah. and the clean, there's also like a lot of lavender. Yeah. There's a lot of lavender in my soaps when I'm wiping down the skin as well. Um, I just want to create like an environment that's also an experience for my clients. So when they come in, they do like feel comfortable. Like you, you feel welcome and at home when you come into the shop. Mm. That's what I was hoping to achieve. Um, yeah. And I think we have. <laughs> that's nice <laughs> but was air conditioning a co- uh, uh, something you had to consider when getting that uh, space? yeah and we have it and it came with it so that was like yeah that was great <laughs> okay um, yeah so I'm, I'm gonna end with this like what now that you you know like you're pretty much forced to stay because of COVID but say COVID was lifted tomorrow it mm-hmm. won't happen but let's say tomorrow that happened what would be the plan um I think the plan for now is just, like, staying put in Halifax for a little bit to, like, you know, really get the shop going. I really want to encourage, like, other artists to come through and come guest with us at Three of Swords. Um, We have a really great lineup coming up. We have um, Dane Hiltz is in the shop next week. He's from Annie Ganish. Then I have Elle Munster. She's a local microblader. She does brows and freckles. After that, we have Julian Boudreaux. He's from Moncton. Um, and then I think uh, Tony Stalin and Derek Curry from the Rising Tide and Cape Breton are going to come down as well. Um, wow. And then we just had Sarah Baldwin from Newfoundland. So I just want to create this space that I can have my other tattooer friends and colleagues like come by and like 
welcome them in, have my clients get other cool tattoos from other amazing tattooers that I know are trustworthy and I vouch for it. So, yeah, that's hmm. probably the plan for the next little bit. Yeah, so if you've done all this in four years, what's going to happen in the next four years? I can't wait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Thank you so much for coming on your podcast today. Me.